Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 218. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again today for another fun-filled episode is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Now, normally, we like to start off with what made us happy this week. So why don't you start us off this week? What made you happy? Yeah, absolutely. So this last week was the first month of the X-Men Days of Future Past events that your stores were probably holding for Heroclix events, and I decided to make a fun trip out of it since I needed the wanted poster ID card. So me and my sister drove uh, about two and a half hours, three hours down to Sioux Falls, played some games, and actually made her a team. It was all like mystical team. There weren't any weird parameters for the build, so we just went crazy with it. And she really enjoyed uh, playing Heroclix. So I had a fun time with my sister getting her hooked on Heroclix, accidentally ordering five extra sides of rice and paying for it at the place we ate at, and then driving back. We just had a really fun family road trip. <laughs> hold on, hold on. How do you accidentally order five extra sides of rice? All right, so when you order, like, a dinner at one of those Asian grill restaurants, they normally include, like, a little thing of soup and, like, a little salad. Right, Chris? Yeah. Well, we didn't want the soup or the salad, so we said, instead of that, could we substitute those for more rice? Uh, that was our main problem. We just thought instead of that, we'd get, so we got the rice with the meals, with the dinner. We forgot it included rice because we just ordered the teriyaki, whatever. So we got the rice that came with the meal. So we ended up with three things of fried rice and then three extra containers of normal white rice. And we still got the salads and the soups. So <laughs> I was carrying a huge bag out of the restaurant and it really wasn't... <laughs> All right, then. At, yeah. least you, at least you have rice. There there may have been a language barrier, I'm assuming. There probably, yeah, there probably was. Okay, all right. That stuff happens, man. That's cool. But uh, back to Heroclix. So you're <laughs> getting your you. sister into Heroclix? That's yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, getting my sister into the game. And the best part is she really enjoyed herself. She even beat somebody. And it's really good when, when a new person can, you know, win a game. And that's what really gets you kind of addicted to it. When you, like, uh, and then actually beat someone feels great. You know, winning feels good, just period, guys. So, yeah, now she's kind of addicted. So when she's, you know, moves or does whatever, she might try to, like, find a gaming group or something to play Heroclix. And I'm excited for that. Okay. All right. Well, you guys might be the only twins that I know of that plays the game of Heroclix if this comes to fruition. Let's see. Maybe if we can find another set of twins, have, like, a twin battle royale. Oh, my God. Have you guys ever cosplayed as the Wonder Twins? Uh, I keep saying that. I keep saying I really <laughs> want to do that. She's like, I'm not wearing that stupid. She doesn't like the ears for some reason. And I'm like, the ears are awesome. You gotta have pointy ears. You gotta have the wigs. I don't... All I'm saying is, if you get her convinced, I will be... What's the monkey's name? Gleek Like or Gleek, Gleek yeah. <laughs> I will cosplay as Gleek if you can get her convinced to cosplay as the Wonder Twins. So all I'm saying, it's probably a, the greatest idea I've ever had. That's a good idea, Chris. <laughs> all right, well, 
what made me happy this week is I got a chance to go to the movie theater a couple times along with my movie pass. I got to see uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me, which actually ended up being a really funny movie because I, I really like Mila Kunis, so that was pretty sweet. Um, a big part of my childhood was Winnie the Pooh, believe it or not. So I got to go see Winnie the Pooh. It turned out to be an exceptionally solid movie. Uh, it was a really, it was a feel-good movie, as you would expect a Winnie the Pooh storyline to be. Um, you, thank you for the recommendation. My Hero Academia turned oh, out yeah. to be pretty sweet. I think we're in the second season already. We binge-watched that. Jaylene and I did. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. That was really good. Um, did get to sit down and finally watch Batman Ninja. I know we talked about that on the podcast before. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? Yep. It's... It's a Batman storyline, but drawn in an Asian art manner, and it's pretty cool. The storyline started out fantastic. Batman and, like, all the Robins and stuff. Like, everybody ends up going back to feudal Japan. And then, right. and then the storyline was like, by the way, let's introduce gigantic robots and squirrel people or monkey people or something. I don't know. It got really weird really quick. And I was like, at least the fight scenes are really cool. So if you're already a Batman fan, you'll probably love this. If you're not a Batman fan, let's be honest, there are nobody. There's nobody out there that's not a Batman fan. But <laughs> but yeah. it, it was it was okay. Um, and then lastly, in comic book related stuff, I am trying to catch up to current, and I did get finally around to reading the Clone Conspiracy which was this uh, crossover with, obviously, anything to do with clones in Marvel Comics either has to do with Mr. Sinister or the Jackal from Spider-Man. Right. So uh, this one was Spider-Man, crossover with Silk, uh, Scarlet Spider, and one of my new favorite characters, oddly enough, the Prowler. They're bringing oh, dude, him. the Prowler's awesome. I'm like, I didn't know that I really would like Hobie Brown, I think, is his name. But, uh, yeah, so that's pretty sweet. I actually ended up really liking the Prowler. The, cl the Clone Conspiracy was pretty good. Uh, I don't really want to spoil the storyline or anything like, there, out, like that, but every time I read, like, a major Spider-Man crossover of any sort, like uh, Spider-Island or um, into the, in Spider-Verse or anything like that, I always walk away going, that was so much better than I thought it was going to be because I'm never typically like a huge Spider-Man fan. And then every single time I'm like, man, that was actually really good. Blown so, away. Yeah. So I was like, cool. So that was me. That was my week. Got a lot of that stuff. Uh, Got a lot done. Taken care of. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to move on to some other things because uh, we here at Dial H, we like to bring you up to date information about the game of Heroclix and other nerd related content. But let's get into get into some news. All right, so as always, anything that we talk about in the news section is going to be linked in the podcast show notes. I did find an article that I wanted to talk about this week from a website that I didn't even know existed, to be completely honest. Uh, but I, let me ask you about this. Do you like acronyms? I love acronyms, Chris. There's nothing better than a good acronym. All right, well, get used to this acronym because I think we're going to start seeing a lot. A lot. Uh, from TheRealStanLee.com, we have a brand-new acronym called uh, 
uh, SUMC, which stands for Sony Universe of Marvel Characters. Sony's Universe of Marvel Characters. Um, apparently, Sony decided that they are going to proceed with everything Spider Universe related. And but without Spider Man? Yeah, but well, like, <laughs> Spider Man is in the MCU. And he's, like, going to stay there for a minute. But Sony right. has decided that they're going to just proceed with all of the background characters, basically, that Spider-Man has ever interacted with. Because it came out that Sony owns approximately 900 characters, which seems well, absurd to me. Like, absolutely absurd. Wow. But then, I mean, if you just look at the Spider-Verse storyline, that's, like, 100 of them by themselves. So I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe. Um, but anyway... Uh, we got some information about this officially named SUMC, and uh, apparently Silver Sable and Black Cat. Now, they had previously been mentioned to get a future movie called Silver and Black, but they went ahead and canceled that. And the reason they canceled that was actually a decent reason, not like a, a negative reason. It was because apparently Sony believes that Silver Sable and Black Cat should deserve their own movies first as solo movies before they do a silver and black team up movie so we might be getting that um i i guess they're just gonna go full ham spider ham bam got it in uh for all of like the random sony characters that might belong in the regular spider-man mythos so i'm anxious to see a rocket racer movie that is definitely guaranteed to happen not 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 at all <laughs> said, said no one ever uh, that they would want to see a Rocket Racer movie. Um, but that might be an actual character that pops up in this new official universe that I believe is actually still tied to the MCU, but it's going to be like its own little microcosm of it's like a, a pocket world. universe. Yeah, that's yeah. what is going on here. I, the way you make the sound is how many characters is Sony going to use so we don't get to see them in, I'm going to use this loosely good MCU movies. So basically, <laughs> Sony's going to keep using characters, which means, ah, oh, darn it, I'm not going to see Black Cat in, like, the normal Spider-Man universe with the Marvel movies. So, like, characters like Black Cat or Prowler, like we talked about, we're just not going to see them in those if Sony decides to use them instead for their universe. Blah, universe. Um, that is absolutely what I think think is going to happen but the thing is i think sony's going to keep making money off of it because at any given time they can actually like cross over with the marvel cinematic universe it's kind of like a or at least mention it or things like that you know so it'll still for the people that are the mcu fanboys that are like oh i need to know everything that's going on inside of this world you can still see the sony movies Make it in your head like, oh, this is definitely still going on in the same world. And Sony can keep just chugging along with whatever they want it to happen. So this oh, could man. actually end up in one of those uh, Spider-Man storylines that I mentioned a minute ago, which would be really sweet. You know what the best Spider-Man storyline of all time is, though? What is that? Uh, the one where they completely got rid of Pete and Mary Jane's marriage and then everyone complained about it for like the next years. Oh, so just years. the worst the absolute worst Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, that's all that I had in nerd-related content. So let's move on to some Hero Clicks related news. We'll start off with we have information about two upcoming OP sets. The first one is going to be coming out October of 2018, and it looks like it's going to 
be a Spider-Man related set. Man, it's just all kinds of Spider-Man information tonight. Um, Marvel Hero Clicks Too Many Spider-Men monthly OP kit. You guys know everything comes with the instruction books and four of each, blah, blah, blah. But the three characters that are going to be in it are Spider-Man with an all-dune dial, Scarlet Spider with an all-new dial, and then I Apayek, I think? I'm not yes, really sure it is mine. how to pronounce this guy's name. But I did look it up because I forgot who this was, and then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, yeah. So if you don't know who this character is, um, he was introduced in the comics in 2000 and, what's, 2011, and the wikia for this character says that he is a god worshipped by the Mochi people of Peru in South America. I, Apec, is a powerful chimeric being who resembles the man, a man with the lower body of a spider, snakes for hair, and long, sharp teeth. So that's interesting. He is technically a god, so... In, in Marvel Comics, so uh, maybe he'll be super powerful. I'm not really sure. There are two different things that they could do with him because I think that they have brought him into modern comics because uh, they stopped using him like a long – like they brought him into the comics in 2011, and then he supposedly died in 2013. And I think he's back in the comics now, and they changed how he looks. So I'm not sure if they're going to use that description of what I just said or if they're going to use what I think is the modern description of him, which just looks like a six-armed – black suited spider-man so well, this is what kids were talking about uh you know i mean they're probably gonna go I, I feel like the first one would be a really really cool cool monster sculpt which he's almost guaranteed to have that keyword by the way um, because i remember reading him in the comics and he's like really really creepy and monstrous looking and i don't know but i feel like to cut costs they'll probably just re-sculpt or they'll just use another sculpt. It says, with a new sculpt and dial for the first place prize. But you know how they say new sculpt, but all they did is, like, swap out a head or something like that? Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's what I kind of think is going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to be, like, an all-brand-new sculpt. They're just going to, like, put, like, Frankenstein a piece together to make it look like a new sculpt from existing pieces. So there's that. That's in October. And then the second one is going to be coming out in... Oh my gosh, that was that was a lie. The release date for yeah, those are orders by this month. Okay, so let me go back. The uh, the Spider-Man one is released in February of 2019, and the release for this one, which is um, Heroes for Hire monthly OP kit, is going to be in January of 2019. It's Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Misty Knight. Iron Fist, Iron Fist has an all-new dial, as well as Luke Cage having an all-new dial, and Misty Knight gets a new sculpt and a dial. So that's all information that, I mean, is kind of kind of interesting. Good luck if you, these are any of the characters that you really care about in the game of Heroclix, and good luck getting them, and hopefully you do get them. So anything you want to say about those before we move on? Uh, yeah, sounds like fun. Iron Fist, they've never made a bad Iron Fist, in my opinion, so I'm looking forward to seeing new ones. And new Misty Knight's going to be great. Cool beans. Well, we did get a lot of information about uh, Secret Wars Battle World. I know you're dying to talk about it, so hit me with it. Absolutely. So all the important dates uh, about the Battle World pre-release events are going to be October 3rd through October 16th. And, of course, the release release day is going to be October 17th. I'm biting my nails in anticipation 
Uh, with the release of that information, we got three sculpts shown, and then I'll tell you about some other ones we got. So we have, first off is Destroyer Thor, which looks just marvelous. The next one is the Green Goblin Iron Man from Spider Island, which I'm really excited to see that. And the last one is this chick from Weird Worlds with, like, a cloak. Do you know who this is, Chris? This yellow? I'm not sure. There were so many books in Battle War, like, in Secret Wars, and so many characters that I just completely lost track of basically everyone. Okay. Um, next up, we have three more actual sculpts shown, not digital sculpts. We have a Thanos little uh, yellow beam of energy. We got a Captain America, who's going to be part of the Shifting Focus caps, and he has what looks to be the, um, the, the clear see-through like electro shield. And then we have Bushmaster, whose tab is super rare. You can tell it's gold. And he's got a pretty cool, not the Bushmaster we're used to, you know, I mean, they called me the Bushmaster. This is like the snake body, weird arm things. And then the side of a brick, uh, we can see 1872 Sheriff Steve Rogers. And then you can also see, not Red Hood, what is his name? Red Wolf back there, I believe. And then some other guy in the 1872. And then in Weird World... Uh, it also looks like we have a gladiator-looking guy, the chick again with the cape, and then this one looks really blurry on this side. On the other side of the box, we can see Spider Island, which you can, if you look closely, you see an unmasked version of that same Tony Stark we just talked about with the Green Goblin suit, so it looks like there's going to be a little variant there. You can also see a Iron Fist, white suit Iron Fist, with his... Many spider arms. He was one of the important, like, enemies in Spider Island. And then you can also see Thors. You can see Ultimate Thor on the side of the box, Destroyer Thor again, and then this other Thor who has just a ton of armor and a great big golden hammer, which looks awesome. Uh, the box artwork is all Alex Ross, which is just beautiful. And I'm just, I'm pumped for this set, man. All this news has really got me going. It does look like, based off of what we've been given so far, this is going to be a really fun set, if nothing else. There's like, this is almost like what the What If set should have been. Oh, I agree. You know, totally. but then failed miserably. So, and the best part about the Secret Wars set is that they could make sequels for basically ever of this set because there were so many characters and so many overlapping books that they could just make this set and then seriously, like the next. Two Marvel sets after that could be all new clicks figures that they, they didn't touch in this one. That's there's, true. There's just so many characters in the Secret War crossover. So that's really interesting. Um, all right. Uh, we are trying to keep up on ROC news. This is not going to affect, I'm pretty sure, anybody out there. Uh, but the only thing that's going to be happening this week for ROC is going to be happening in a venue called Metagame. It's a mega super qualifier, and that's located in Bangkok, Thailand. So <laughs> I didn't even know huh. that there was Heroclix in Thailand. I'm pretty sure no one listens to us from Thailand, so this won't affect anyone. But there's the information. Fun fact. Just in I, case. I did find out that we actually have a listener or two. In the Philippines, of all places. Hey, all right. I know, I like right? That. I think it's Jaylene's family that's keeping tabs on me. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, they don't care. But also, there was a massive update for the ROC website, so you can check that out if you want. They're listing things differently. They're doing judge stuff differently, so you want to read all that. It's way too much to read on air, but you can go and check that out if you want to. Right on. 
Okay, well, uh, that's all of the news that we got. So how about we get our hands a little bit dirty and go search for a hidden gem? But wait, wow, that looks like a diamond. All right, so Hidden Gem is a segment on Dial H where we look at a figure, or in this case, a group of figures, that kind of got overshadowed because nobody was talking about them when they dropped because they were all talking about what the next big meta piece is. So I want to look at something. It's uh, It's not specifically a character as much as four characters all with the same trait. I want to talk about this trait. I think it's super cool. Fast Forces, TMNT Unplugged. Let's do this. So the trait that I wanted to talk about is continue, question mark. Uh, insert random turtle name here, okay? So in this case, I'm just looking at Raph right now. Raph starts the game with, the, with a quarter token. When Raphael would be KO'd, you may remove a quarter token from any friendly character. Any friendly character. And in parentheses, it does say including himself. And instead, turn him to click number two. If you do, your opponent scores 25 points, and it's protected from pulse wave. So, they are not exactly stop clicks. They're weird. They're almost like stop clicks. Um, it does not entirely prevent your opponent from scoring points, as I just read, but they are 50-point characters apiece, so it's only half as many points that they're going to score. But here's where it's kind of cool. So... It does put them all on click number two. Every single one of them says the same thing. It's all click number two. But in weird situations, click number two was actually almost better than click number one. So, for example, uh, Leonardo. Click number one, he has uh, eight speed with charge. And on click number two, he has sidestep with seven speed. All of the rest of his stats and powers are identical. So it might be more beneficial to actually hit onto a sidestep click if you, you know, like he dies, but then bring him back on click number 11, where he has blades, claws, and fangs and exploit weakness. So that's pretty sweet. Um, Raphael on click number two has 11 attack with um, sidestep and precision strike. Uh, Donatello is the only one that actually has, I'm sorry, there's two turtles uh, that have a higher attack value on click number two than they do on click number one. Uh, Donatello has 11 attack with three damage, 17 defense with combat reflexes. The special damage power uh, gives outwit and then passenger three. So that's pretty decent. And then Michelangelo has 11 attack with a special speed power called Whirling Spin Attack, Sidestep, and move, uh, Improved Movement Characters, um, Flurry, but only when Mikey has no action tokens. He has 11 attack with 17 defense uh, with Willpower and Quake. So it's I just think that this is super interesting. So all of the four turtles are only going to put you at 200 points. Obviously, they are a theme team. Um, they all have the TMNT and TMNT ally keywords, not just the TMNT keyword, so that widens the scope that you, on a team that you can use them on. I think that's really cool, and uh, I just think that this was overall, like, I don't remember ever talking about this, let alone being pretty impressed with a 50-point figure that for the sake of its own trait, it, every one of these turtles has five clicks of life, but if you, I mean, if you kill them and they come back on click number two, that's actually nine clicks of life. Nine clicks of life for 50-point characters. And they all basically have some ability to get through a reducer. 
and I just thought it was pretty sweet. So on the grand Indeed. scheme, yeah, on the grand scheme of uh, gemstones, I'm gonna give this one Pearl rating, uh, pretty decent. And I mean, everyone was talking about within this same Fast Forces, Mudman, because we talked about Mudman, the Pog that came out with this. That's interesting. Um, it's labeled as a Fast Forces on HC Realms, but also a starter set on the same tab. It is a starter the set. The plot though. thickens. Yeah, right. So uh, the, the Mudman, which is ridiculous and going for a lot and driving up the price of the actual starter set because people want to run multiple Mudman on Mudman on the same team because they're only 20 points and they do dumb stuff. But, I mean, other than the fact that Mudman is in the starter set, the Turtles are actually really good themselves, and I don't know how we exactly missed that. But there you go. There is your hidden gem for the week. Man, people just want those pieces of cardboard, Chris. Yeah. <clears throat> they just want the, uh, the, the cardboard, <laughs> man. Um, I mean, Shredder's in here, too, I guess. Oh, yeah. Who, who's that guy? Uh, he doesn't deal damage when he moves. Who cares? Yeah, but... I mean, there's 200 <laughs> points of uh, TMNT ally keyword for you to put on a pretty decent team. So that's that's pretty legit. Also, sure. Leo has has leadership. So, there you go. 50-point like leadership, TMNT ally. There's a higher-point allies out there that this 50-point character could be taking action tokens off of. So, that's pretty sweet. I liked it. Wanted to talk about it. But I'm done with Hidden Gym. Calder, would you like to take a trip with me? Oh, yeah. Down Here to the corner! Hello and welcome to the Silver Age Value Corner of Value, where we talk about a figure, past or present, that I think is worth your hard-earned cash in the game of Heroclix. We know figures can be expensive to chases and colossals and all this relics and whatnot and nonsense. So let's go back to a simpler time, Chris. <laughs> a time when uh, the world was a bit finer. So this guy is clocking in at 50 points, 6 range, no special combat symbols, that's right, you guessed it, doesn't need them. We got Injustice Society, Mystical, Past, Secret Society, Secret Realms. These are amazing keywords. Amazing. Top dial, special movement power for three clicks. When this character occupies hindering terrain or is adjacent to blocking terrain, this character cannot be targeted by non-adjacent opposing characters. So you're not shooting them. Ever. Get out of here with that. The trait, though, is pretty amazing. I'll, look, I'll tell you the better is the dial. Prob on the first click, Outwit on the second click, Perplex on the third click, and then Enhancement and Empower, Late Dial, Mind Control, very supporty piece. Here's the best part is you're paying ah, 50 points for support for just top dial, you know, Prob, and then all some mixed bag what I get after he takes damage. This is why the trade is so important. This character can use Shape Change. When they use Shape Change and succeed, you may place him within four squares and a square that he previously occupied, immediately place a Tiger bystander. The Tiger has charge with 8, blade with 10 attack, blades close length, 16 defense with toughness, and 1 damage. So you're rolling blades every time. So if you are hot on your shape change rolls, someone you're trying to base you, boom, they got a Tiger to worry about. And that person is going to murk you. And that's what I love. <laughs> So when you started this, and I was like, oh, back to a time when it was finer, I thought that was a clue. Like, is this world's finest? And then you said, what, Injustice Gang? Injustice League? What did you Injustice say? Injustice Society. Injustice Society. I was like, okay, all right. This might be. This might be. And I was like trying to run through figures in my head. I was like, no, no, that's not it. 
I have no idea who this is. I thought at first I was like maybe Condiment King. No, it's not. Condiment no. King. And then it was like the tiger completely threw me off. I was like <laughs> Zatara maybe. Does he do that thing with a tiger? I don't remember. It's been a minute. All right. So with all that in mind, this this actually would have been a great figure for a uh, alter ego. But the real name, if you can get this, this might help you. Is William Zard, aka Zard. the Wizard. <laughs> uh, you know, hold on. I want to timestamp this moment. There's a question coming up in the podcast. This is why. This is you. You don't know what I'm talking about yet, but you will know. This is why. Wiz, wizard name, wizard. Yeah, whatever. Keep keep trucking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, William William Zard. I, I told you what he did. He's got top-down prog. He's got a slew of enhanced, you know, all sorts of great support powers down dial. He can't be shot from range. He's only 50 points. What do you think you would pay for this piece? All right. This is the value corner. I know you're trying to sell me a value. Oh, it's, yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. Is this a common? Can you tell me what the rarity is? Oh, man. Would, th- would that change your answer? Yeah, it will just... definitely change my it's, answer. Uh... <laughs> he he's no common magician. He's not Doctor Strange with his parlor trick. Oh, oh. He is he, <laughs> <laughs> he is an uncommon magician, so excuse you. Okay. Alright. Um I'm gonna go eighty four cents. Tisk tisk tisk. Do you think he has parlor tricks for children at birthday parties? Do you think this is balloon animals? That's a real tiger, Chris. This is a deal. <laughs> real he tiger. is a he is only twenty-five cents. Seriously? Oh yeah. Man, there's some old stuff, older stuff that's super cheap. Uh, thirty, thirty, number thirty from the. That's a sweet sculpt too. You, oh, you yeah. didn't even mention the sculpt. Oh, you like the that cape, that top hat, that classic wizard look. Even if you don't want to play the wizard and you mod. I'm pretty sure that you can do something with a top hat. I'm just saying. You can buy a bunch of these and cut off the top hats and the capes and do something pretty awesome. (laughs) Uh, Well, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Silver Age Corner. How many values do you want to put into this? So many values. We got the value of silver, the value of the age, and the value of the corner, so at least three values, and the value of value. (laughs) All right, well, there's that. Moving on. Dallas for HeroClicks. We work off the value for value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals, so if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us some love and leveling up your heroic rank, which you can earn your heroic title from, like citizen, vigilante, protagonist, and our beloved and esteemed super fans that we have out there. There's a few of you. We love you guys. Uh, So... Don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months you contribute to the community as you are producers of the podcast and heroic level rank ups are the first episode of every month. You get your title. So as far as the month of August, I know you guys care about this. The month of August is a month of giveaways. Um, oh, yeah. So some crazy stuff happened. Some some stuff that I had I had to bring Calder in on. Even on his day off from the dialogue studio, <laughs> and we were just astounded by this. Um, so first off, this month we are giving away uh, multiple Blu-rays, including Justice League War, X-Men First Class, something else. 
the Dark Knight at the end of the month, a token pack, and a Batman the Animated Starter Set. Okay, so let's start off with the giveaway from last week. We did not get anybody. The, the winner did not send us the code word Ligma in any uh. kind of message, so he forfeited winning. Uh, you got to keep up with this stuff, guys. You got to be on the ball. So we went ahead and actually gave it away with a random number generator. This is going to be for the token pack to another listener, and that is going to be Ronnie at Bluezer Zero on uh, on the Twitters. So you will get a token pack, and that is made by our good buddy Enrageous, who does some fantastic work. Thank you, sir. Um, hit us with an. You know what? Your your code word's Ligma too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tweet at me, just the word Ligma. We'll all know what it means. And uh, we'll see what we can do about getting that token pack sent out to you. The second uh, one that we are giving away, and that's going to be a copy of Justice League War that was going to give to uh, who, Calder? That will be Brett Bowers is the winner of that. Uh, what code word do you want him to send you on the Facebooks? Oh... The senator is a crossdresser. Is that something that happened in Justice League War? I don't remember. I, Wonder Woman <laughs> is in my closet. We're gonna deal with that. Wonder Woman in my closet. Wonder Woman in your closet? In my closet, yeah. That's not creepy at all. No, uh. it doesn't. It'll make sense if you've seen the movie, I hope. But yeah, that's what we're going with. Okay. All right. Well, gentlemen, get those codes into us. And if you're wondering, how do you qualify? to win such wonderful prizes on from the podcast. Well, all you need to do is uh, answer our Community Tuesdays question, and you are in the running for those. Speaking of, we were giving away Batman Animated Series starter set based off of a word puzzle that we were giving out letters. We had managed to give out exactly six letters before someone correctly guessed what it was. This blew um, my mind. Yeah, this. and I have no idea how this person guessed this phrase off of six letters. Um, I'm going to say, well done. That was fantastic. Indeed. Applause. So that was, yeah, that was good stuff. But I'm not going to say who it is. You'll find out later in the month. So keep a little in, uh, people on the edge of their seat. It's like that person in Jeopardy who, like, before they even start, they just look at the spaces and is like, ah, oh, popular phrase, where's my snack? Like, I, what, what? And then they just get it. Like, what? I don't know, man. I don't know how this person got it. It was insane. I was like, no way. Okay, well, um, that's all I got on the giveaways, uh, except for next week we are going to be giving a copy of X-Men First Class away on Blu-ray. We'll get that shipped to your door, all you have to do is jump onto the Community Tuesdays question, answer, and uh, we'll throw you in the random number generator as well. So that's all that I got on that. Let's move on to Community. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Every week on Tuesday, we put a Community Tuesday question on Facebook as well as on Twitter. We got quite a bit of answers this week, and because last episode was so serious, we decided to go a little bit more casual this week and just ask you guys, what is your favorite Heroclix set of all time, and what are your favorite pieces from that set, and why? Calder, would you like to start off? Absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll answer the question. My favorite Heroclix set of all time is the Captain America Winter Soldier movie set. I was, like, all in for that set. I bought everything as soon as I saw it was up for pre-order. 
My favorite figure is that common Captain America. He was amazing to use the shield ricochet. And then I really loved all of the shield generics were just amazing in that set. And the Captain America Black Widow chase is also just phenomenal. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I think my answer is going to be the ultimate set from back in the day. Um, Back then, I did not have as much chance to buy new product as fast as I could, like I can now. Uh, I I was a child back then. I didn't have a lot of my own money. Now I can buy whatever I want to. Yay, adulthood! Uh, But I think it meant a lot more to me back then because I got to play with the exact same figures again and again and again because I just couldn't afford that many figures, and I lived out in the middle of nowhere in the country. So I got to play with Ultimate Thor, Ultimate Iron Man, Ultimate Cap a lot, and I loved those figures so much. They won me a lot of games back in the day. Back in the day, you wouldn't know it now, but that Ultimate Thor was OP. He was so good. Uh, so he had like 11 speed running shot and 11 or and uh, like 12 attack and 5 damage, which doesn't sound awesome now. You're like, oh, big whoop. Back then, that was a big deal. He had 10 range. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, get him from across the map. Ugh. His so, damage output looks insane on this figure. Wow. He's he's so, he, like, his dial now is, like, super bare. So it's I'm fair. actually kind of happy. By kind of, I mean really happy. We're going to be getting an updated version of Ultimate Thor in the Battle World set. So I just hope that they do it justice as much as they did that figure justice back in the day. So that's my answer. But do you want to kick us over onto Facebook and start hitting us with uh, the answers? Absolutely. Ruben William Therese Jr. Amazing Spider-Man. It was the first set to release when I started playing, and it was my favorite hero slash cartoon show. My favorite pieces from this set are Gravity Feed Rhino, the uncommon Electro with the crazy multi-shot ability, the super rare Ghost Rider, uh, that haunted many someone's dreams, I can imagine, and uh, the instruction of Wild Dials, you know, like World by, by Night and Vampires and all that fun stuff. Great set. Took me back to my childhood. <laughs> uh, Citizen Collectible on Twitter said, I think it might be Deadpool and the X-Force. We got clicks of characters I never thought we'd see. Hit Monkey. Uh, villains I've been waiting for, like Tombstone and Swarm, and some Clicks FX. The Mercs for Money was an amazing sub-theme, too. By the way, um, Collectible on Twitter, uh, he does some really sweet uh, photography of hero clicks and stuff, and he linked us some of the pictures. So uh, if you like seeing pictures of hero clicks and stuff that actually don't doesn't look like they were just taken like with a 4-megapixel camera, like a cell phone camera, uh, check out his stuff, and he's uh, at Collectible, B-U-L-L, uh, on Twitter. He also said, plus, it's me, the only living person who was thrilled to see Fool Killer in Heroclix, and counts the three A pieces among his top ten favorite pieces ever. Wow. I, I never thought I'd see a fan of Fool Killer, so that's pretty awesome. By the way, I do want to point out, we got some pretty varied answers this week, and I, I really you love did. how there's so many different opinions Absolutely. It's awesome. And Jacob Weaver, switching over to Trinity War. I love the Gravity Feet Green Arrow and all of the Justice League Dark Pieces and Shazam! Obviously, Trinity from that set is amazing as well. Trinity War, pretty sweet set for me, gave me my favorite Lex Luthor piece to run, so I can agree with you, Jacob Weaver. Okay. Uh, superhero the Ruffian, Little Plastic Superhero, said, I'm a big Green Lantern, more specifically Kyle Rayner fan, so I have to go with War of Light. 
Played, played the crap out of the L.E. Kyrainer for years to the point my playgroup made me retire him. Well, that's because he's so ridiculously good. That's why. He is. He's really uh, good. World's Finest would be a close second with Soups, Super Rare Soups, and Element Man. Hey, man, there's your Element, Element Man. Element Man. Yeah. Man. Yo, boy. Um, and then... So there's, by the way, we, we love when you guys like actually get on and entertain the idea of like talking to each other. <laughs> so That's awesome. when you guys are jumping on and commenting on each other's stuff and stuff like that, I love seeing that. It's just part of the community. I love it. Fantastic. Brett Bowers, the AVX starter sets, specifically the Avengers and everything about that Spider-Man is perfect from the sculpt to the dial. Really? Nice. Well, there you go. I mean, I know some people really like it. I just, really? Okay. That's, that Spider-Man is good, and uh, the starters were pretty solid. So, all right. Okay. Uh, our man from Finland, Tiemu, said, From Marvel, definitely Wolverine and the X-Men, as the first X-Men set released since I started playing. I got most of my favorite characters out of the one set, and Kitty Pride and Colossus duo LE still holds a special place in my heart. Love those two. I want to say Teen Titans... Uh, for DC, but that set was a bit of a letdown for me. I wish they'd do a new Titans set with Young Justice. The Batman set was really cool when it came out, and I hadn't experienced one of those before. Streets of Gotham after it was cool too, and I found uh, Justice League International there. Awesome. Justice League International, one of my favorite keywords. David Cologne, I absolutely love Superior Foes of Spider-Man. One uh, is even drafted and sealed, sealed and constructed, can still make viable, competitive, and casual teams. Again, who would not want Spider-Man Family versus the Sinister Syndicate? I, that was a pretty solid set. I agree. Critical Missive said, uh, if I were a bigger DC fan, it would be War of Light. That set was so well executed on so many levels. Galactic Guardians and the original Infinity War OP stuff got me back into the game after being away for five or six years, and I loved the Avengers Infinity set we just got. Having said that, I have to vote for Deadpool, Fun new mechanics with word bubbles that didn't break the game. Who even knew that was possible? And great support pieces. Fun and useful chases and primes. And it gave us Super Rare Speed Demon, one of my favorite pieces of all time. Uh, there was definitely a time where I would agree and say Deadpool. Like the OG Deadpool set was my all-time favorite set. You know, I, I kind of want to know, oh. does Critical Misses tweet in and uh, see if you can answer this question for me. How do you feel about the newer Speed Demon figure? Just not as good to you, or and, right. and why do you why do you like Speed Demon of all characters? Interesting. <laughs> uh, Edward K. Believe it or not, Invincible Iron Man loved all the D-list villains. That is that is an interesting pick. No, I'm set. actually I like that set too a lot. Really, I mean, that, that is a set that I actually bought a brick of. I do not buy bricks very often. Uh, but I did buy a because I do I love seeing a bunch of D-list villains that we'll never get again. But I mean, come on, it's super fun. Uh, Chris Kurtz said the first Deadpool set. I love Deadpool family of clicks. I love the zombie chases. The word balloons were also very cool. Uh, I love that mechanic so much. Uh, Michael Sanger, Origin, Mister Mind is the only actual scale clicks. All right, very interesting. Uh, Inrageous said this is a tough question. Top three, all based on sculpts, best pay playability, and overall character enjoyment for me, Joker's Wild, War of Light, World's Finest for DC, and ADW, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, and Galactic Guardians for Marvel. The best golden age for me was either Fantastic Forces or Sinister. Dude, Sinister was one of those sets I'm talking about. Like They made so many D-list characters in that that it was basically an, pretty much an all-villain set. 
That's what it was kind of like spouted as. Hey, who doesn't love paste pot heat? <laughs> I love the melter. Or no, wait. Wait, what's his? Uh, what's paste pot Pete's newer name? I forgot newer what it was. name? It's like. Uh, no. They idea. make jokes of it all the time in the yeah, comics because he's like, he actually says he's like, I don't even go by that name anymore. More. And I can't remember. He's such a, he's such a stupid character. I forget what. He is. One of my first Spider-Man comics had Pace Pop Eat in it. What a guy. Uh, Chris Caffron on Facebook. My favorite figures are not necessarily from my favorite sets. I he loves the Nick Fury Agents of Shield, uh, Thor, Jane Foster. Loves all the superhero villains from Joker's Wild, and he likes that good old useless colossal uh, Utah, uh, the Watcher. And they should do an updated short event. <laughs> Wait, hold on. How do you pronounce that? Utah. It's Uatu. Oh, <laughs> Uatu is obviously what I meant to say. Excuse yeah. me. Well, I, he never said whatever. All right. <laughs> they they should do an updated short event for uh, War of Light. And allow you to use the old set as well. That would be so much fun. Uh, we'll forgive. I'll forgive you. I still love you. Don't feel bad. Jeez. Dennis D. Velasco uh, said, "War of Light." Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, and Kyle Rayner. Man, he's playing all the lanterns. Nice. Loyal Miller, going up here is. I have to say, I liked Marvel Infinity Wars set the most, and my favorite piece is the Colossal Superheroes, so he's loving this latest Marvel set. Yeah, I don't blame him, man. There's, like, Eternity and Infinity. I, I love them. They're, sit, they're sitting on my new uh, stuff right next to me. I love them so much, I'm keeping them out. Um, Eric the Red said, I enjoyed the Mighty Thor set the most. It had everything. There were some great low-level figures coupled with some monster figures that still dominate the secondary market, like Thor, Bill, Carnage, and Cerner. Let's not forget all the weapons. I think he may be the only person that I see answered that mentioned uh, the weapons, which was a major driving Huge part of that part set. Huge parts of that set. So, yeah, agreed. Uh, Citizen Christian Bogan, Batman the Animated Series. He's on this new set. He's loving it. Uh, this set is so great. I love being able to use the characters introduced by the show, as well as the Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond, etc. The shows I watched growing up, holy nostalgia, Batman. Uh, as for figures, <laughs> I like to play any of the Batman variants. The villains are all super fun. Most importantly, the Super Friends. Who doesn't want to play Aquaman riding a seahorse or using Apache Chief to a knock-chuck your opponents? <laughs> I would say the only people that don't want to use them are the people that want to use the not-been-clicked Wonder Twins because they're just raging yeah. out still from that. Um, got an answer from Coach Steps at War of Light because of the cosmic scale of the set. Plus, the lanterns, man, the lanterns! <laughs> Marvel-wise has got to go to Avengers Assemble. Fun figures and powerful chases. Now, I think he's probably going to be the only person that says Avengers Assemble. That set was a really big uh, letdown for me personally. But, uh, hey, I, if you love it, you love it. I told myself, I was like, this is going to be my definitive Avengers set, man. It's called Avengers Assemble. It's going to have everything I want. And then... Wow, not not even close. I was really disappointed. Uh, Peter Zachary, all-time favorite is War of Light. I learned a lot about all the different Lancing cores, and it convinced me to actually pick up a faction. Uh, there's a reason I now own every red and black lantern of favorite figs from the set. Uh, Lisa Drack, Black Lantern John Stewart, and Green Lantern Kyle Rayner. Have you ever gotten the chance to play against an all-Black uh, Lantern team? I have not. 
Dude, it's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. It's one of those like really, really high point games where you're playing against the Black Lantern Any Monitor, and then as well as Necron, and it's so fun. Uh, I wish you lived close to me, man. I would be I would be all for having like a multi date game of trying to take down. Oh, Black Lantern. that'd be beautiful. Uh, Clicks Roadshow said, "I'm a collector of all things turtles, so I have to say the TMNT set." Uh, that's what got me into the game. I know they aren't meta, but I love playing them and collecting them. The chases from the very first set are my favorites. And, dude, I got to say... I like turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I could actually click on uh, my phone fast enough to get all that to work at once. But, yay, that was great. Good <laughs> that quick draw soundboard. Uh, Malcolm Rush, the man from Japan, old school set. He loved Legacy. So many good figures. And some still hold up even in today's game. He goes off to name a few... Jinx, Wildfire, Obsidian, Sinestro, Captain Adam, Joker, you know, with the three day aisles, all of them. Batman, Oracle, Ares, Ultraman, Prometheus, Flash, Kingdom Come, Green Lantern Kingdom. That Green Lantern Kingdom Come is no joke. Uh, and and Etrigan. Uh, lots of great figures and more that included battlefield conditions like Bright Lights, Deep Shadows, and Ordinary Day. Uh, the feet cards like Armor Piercing, which is kind of busted, In Contact with Oracle, Fortitude, and Trick Shot. Uh, the set back in the day was so great. Right on. Uh, Ronnie said, I really, okay, we have two Ronnies, and one of which is Alicaster, one of our super fans. We have another Ronnie, and I think from now on, to just keep this straight in my head, because his picture is a picture of Kirby on Twitter. I'm going to call him Twitter, or, uh, Kirby Ronnie. That's the only thing that's going to stick in my head. Ronnie. Kirby Ronnie, all right. I really enjoyed War of Light. I love the Lantern mythos, and it was great to build from the different corps. My favorite from the set are Green Lantern John Stewart and Saint Walker. DC Clicks needs to go back to space. Dude, I could not agree with you more on that one. Seriously. They need to make a War of Light Volume 2. I totally agree. Uh, David Herberger, for me, it's not just the set list and dials, but the fun memories. He's gonna. This is going to make me cry a little bit. Uh, DC's Unleashed was so fun to open the packs with friends. The Casey figures were awesome. We saw no previews, so we were just shocked to pull a Bat Sentry. I also love sets like Superior Foes, TMNT, and the Batman animated series that I opened with my son. Those are my favorite, and we enjoyed playing those together. Ha, huh, tearjerker. I love it, man. I love it. Beautiful. Dan said, my favorite set of all time is DC War of Light. Uh, my favorite is Carousel from the Sinestro Corps. And because she has the pack that she generates, which is deadly, and after you kill it, she can just generate it again. And also, Dan, if you've not gotten the chance to actually read the uh, Jeff Johns run of the Green Lantern and introducing Carousel as a character, I'm pretty sure introducing her. Um, dude, she's crazy. Like, like legit crazy. I think she, it will make you appreciate the figure even more if you read that, so if you haven't already. Very nice. And last one on Facebook is Eric Caves. It just might be the list's latest Batman set. Not everyone hit the mark, but it's still got a lot of characters that represented in a way that I know them. It allowed for plenty of obscure characters among the Batman lineup. A chase theme I don't feel inclined to collect. Yeah, and it's a little attainable. Uh, lots of good maps and awesome stuff. So, and Uncanny X-Men will always have a solid place in my heart, though. Okay. Yeah, that was a really solid set, too. That was one of those sets that my brother doesn't go out and actually buy hero clicks, so... I took the time out of my day to try and, like, track down stuff for him so he could have them. Because I was like, oh, this is such a cool set. Um, okay, Vigilante Michael Miller said, Avengers Infinity for me. Between the Colossals, plus I'm a huge Guardians fan, 
Venom, Space Knight, plus Drax were both excellent. Uh, my fav- my absolute favorite thing that I read on the internet this entire week was brought to you by supervillain Seth Aaron, who was also a super fan, but his Twitter name this week is Flexual Harassment. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Undead, for sure. I'm a huge horror fan, so having a set that is nothing but monsters is awesome. Dr. Frankenstein and his monster would have to be my favorite pieces because there's no more uh, iconic duo than these two. Um, I don't know why, but our super fan little plastic superheroes uh, has a message or an answer all the way down here. It got split up somehow, but his second part of his answer from before is, for Marvel, I would like to go with ADW. It was the only set that I have won in seals. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, managed to pull a super rare Moon Knight, and he was beast. My favorite piece from the set is hands down Ghost Rider, a beast with the blood axe and the best sculpt for 2017. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, Absolutely. So uh, that is the – as far as Moon Knight goes. I don't know if you guys know this, but I, I – He's by far one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time. Moon Knight. Love Moon Knight. Cosplays Moon Knight. Collects Moon Knight things. Um, this is when he's Mr. Knight. And the only reason I didn't get this piece was because he wasn't Avengers keyworded. But it makes sense because he really hasn't been part of the Avengers for a minute. Um, he was part of the secret Avengers again for like five seconds. But then they just kind of let him do his own thing. And, man, if you never get the chance to read Moon Knight stuff, you should because it's all just – it's – crazy like i've picked crazy. up some moon knight books and it like hurt my head to read them like for me to physically comprehend what the heck is going on well because you insane. can't trust anything that the writers write in moon knight because moon knight is actually i mean he's not all there man he's got yeah what is it disassociative personality disorder so he's like one minute he's one person one minute he's the next you don't know if Kanshu is real or not at this point in the comics yeah like he might he might be real he probably is real no one knows where Moon Knight got his powers when he has powers does Moon Knight have powers sometimes but you don't know if those are real sometimes I don't know it's really it's it's super confusing for me I mean yeah, I don't know Citizen Mr Clicksflick said man that's a tough one <laughs> maybe Hammer of Thor so many good figures in that set. Scott Rubin said, as a longtime Green Lantern fan, I have to pick War of Light for character selection and all those howls. Otherwise, I think Crisis may be the best set ever. Great characters, oh. fun, fun themes and teams, awesome chases, etc. Just had it all. Recently, Mighty Thor was rad. And the last answer I have on Twitter is going to be from Jedi Legend. For me, it's giant-sized X-Men. Wow, what a set. Barely any figures I didn't want, and some great giant-sized figures like Sentinel, Onslaught, etc. A close second would be Arkham Asylum. Some good sculpts, and I have a bunch, and I still have a bunch, too. So, uh, as you can see, there were, man, all, uh, so many great answers. Uh, Barely clearly, any doubles, so I'm pretty impressed uh, with that, too. Other than World of uh, War of Light, people really love oh, yeah. War of Light, which, I, I mean... For sure, it was a really, it was a really good set. Um, I think probably the best part of War of Light for me was not the set as much as it was the event and going to it. And when you open a pack, it was like never the same pack. Yeah, for sure. So that was that was pretty cool. Okay, that's all we got in community off of our Community Tuesdays questions. Um, but we do have. A uh, question um, block from our man from Japan, Malcolm Rush. 
Go for it, Calder. All right. These are non-Heroclix-related questions, so this will just be like a little get-to-know-you thing. So, your favorite non-comic-book-based movies, TV shows, video games, and books, and why? So let's just start off with your favorite non-comic-book movie. My, my favorite? I have so many. <laughs> so many. But I will boil it down to... Um, one of my favorite movies of all time, and I have absolutely no reason really to explain why it is, like not a good reason, is the movie Biodome. I watch it one, probably once a year, every year for like the past 20 years. That's wow. not a joke. I know like every line to that movie because it's so stupid. Um, I'm a huge, huge Boondock Saints fan uh, to the point where I actually have one of the lines of the Brother's Prayer tattooed across my chest. And then I also am a huge fan of the creators of South Park. Uh, even if you don't like South Park, if you like that kind of humor, uh, go watch the movie Basketball. It is also equally stupid as Biodome, but also one of my favorite movies of all time. All right, awesome. Uh, my favorite movie is Army Darkness, just not based on a comic book. Absolutely love it. Uh, because we talked a little bit about TV shows also, I'm going to go with Ash vs. Evil Dead. So there's even more connection there, but that's also like just my all-time favorite TV show now. And then video games and books, Chris. Um, let's see, video game. I'm gonna go with the fact that I don't really have a ton of fun playing individual person games. My favorite games are cooperative games. Uh, so. In the history of me playing video games, my absolute favorite moments that I've ever had, the most fun I've ever had playing video games have been playing cooperatively uh, Left 4 Dead. Uh, I love that game with friends. Also, Borderlands, uh, the whole franchise. I, I love the second one the most, probably. Uh. And also, if there's anybody out there that wants to play Borderlands with me on the PlayStation 4, I would love to play Borderlands with you. I will probably never give that game up. I can and tell you're a Butt Stallion, man. I, I love Butt Stallion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, did we get to books yet? Yeah, we can go to books. Uh, I'll just do video games real quick. Uh, like you said, you said a Valve game. My favorite just all-time video game is Team Fortress 2. I've had so much fun with friends. Like, the amount of time I've stayed up to, like, 3 or 4 a.m. Sometimes I've waken up in the middle of the night and I'll just be like, I just want to play Team Fortress 2, and I would play it for a few hours, which is a bad habit, playing video games in the middle of the night, but it's awesome. I love TF2. <laughs> the characters are fun and colorful and diverse, and they're all just unique. Their classes are unique, and it's it's just it's a game I've poured thousands upon thousands of hours into. Another video game, which is like a childhood favorite, uh, is Jack and Daxter, specifically Jack 2 for the PS2. That was just such an amazing game. It's a staple of my childhood. Uh, that's an actual addiction, Calder, if you're waking up in the middle of the night and you need to play. <laughs> I just love cooperative games, so uh, pretty much any real major cooperative game like that, especially first-person shooters, uh, those are my favorite. Um, books? What about you on books? Uh, I, I'm a big uh, Hemingway fan, actually. That might surprise some people, like, oh, he can read something besides comic books. Yeah, I really love Farewell to Arms, Old Man in the Sea, and uh, The Snows of Kilimanjaro. Some of my favorite books. Right on. I do not read fictional books unless it is a comic book. That's In my head, that's where I get all my fiction is from comic books. And then if I read anything actual book-related, I do love reading. I'm in, like, three books right now. Um, the three books that I'm reading right now, one's called The Patri Patriot Acts, which is covering um, 
the personal experiences of Muslim Americans post 9-11. Uh, I'm also reading Revolution by Martin Anderson. He was the one of the economic advisors for Reagan during his presidency. And the last one is Red Sand, no, Black Sand, Red Blood, something like that. Uh, was written by one of the men that fought alongside uh, the Medal of Honor recipient John Bassione on Guadalcanal and Iwo Jima. So I like reading a lot of um, war books, m military books, as well as political books. That's pretty much the only thing I read if I pick up a book. Very cool. Which brings us on to our second question. Your favorite kind of music slash artists slash groups and songs. So uh, You go first. All right, so my favorite band growing up was the American Rejects. They sang the opening song for Bionicle, which was, as a kid, one of my favorite movies. And they're still, I still like their music. <laughs> so American okay. Rejects all the way. Uh, my favorite song, though, man, that's a rough one. Uh, it, I love Thanks to Deadpool, 9 to 5, always gets my blood pumping, and I always can dig Bohemian Rhapsody. And I think that's about it. I pretty much exclusively listen to podcasts. Uh, it's very rare that I will actually listen to music, especially modern music. Like anything that's on the radio, I will automatically turn it off. I think it's just recycled garbage most of the time. Uh, they have clearly, like record execs have clearly found little algorithms that, to play on people that they found work, and I just refuse to be part of that, so I don't listen to modern music. Um, if you ever wanted uh, podcast recommendations, I can definitely give you some of those. Uh, so that's pretty much. But it's mostly educational stuff. Uh, interestingly, the podcast that we produce is all for entertainment. <laughs> yep. And then the rest of the time, I'm doing everything I can to learn. So that's what I do in my spare time. Awesome. Uh, number three, tell something about yourself that most listeners don't know about you. Uh, you want to go? Do I want to, okay, so I was trying to figure out what people might not know about me because we've talked about uh, like costuming and being on a ranch and cosplay and all that stuff. So I guess uh, what people really don't know about me is I'm like addicted to like collecting action figures. Absolutely love collecting action figures. I have tons like all the Marvel Legends stuff. I do collect Funko Pops, but only of characters uh, that I've either cosplayed or characters that don't have, like, a normal action figure. So I'll have, like, a Gwenpool Funko Pop, and then I'll have all my characters I've cosplayed as Funko Pops, just in a line. I've been collecting action figures for, like, way too long. And I love it. Right, I love it a lot. Right on. Yours is so much happier than what mine was going to be. Oh, jeez. I really, I really do <laughs> This is not a sad thing. I want to preface this by saying this is not a sad thing. Everything worked out in the end. Um, but something that people don't know about me is that I used to be homeless. I lived in my car. And uh, I ended up, I graduated from college, and when I was graduating from college, I got a sweet award <laughs> for being homeless. <laughs> and that's not really what it was for. It was for um, overcoming adversity, like continuing education and overcoming adversity. So that was uh, a moment in my life, and uh, glad that I went through it because it made me who I am today. All right. That's that is heavier. Yeah, indeed. I, I can dig it, though. I can dig it. Uh, what is one of your pet peeves? Uh, I, oh, I, dude, I, I totally have one for this. All right. 
So I was raised uh, by two nurses. My, my mother and father are both registered nurses. So when I was a kid, it didn't matter what I was doing. They were always like, did you wash your hands? So now it's so ingrained into me to wash my hands like all the time. Not because I'm a germaphobe, but because it's the natural order of things. Like I don't care about germs, but I'm like, oh, I did something. Better wash my hands. <laughs> so my pet peeve is, and I don't put that on anybody else. Like I don't expect that out of anybody else, except when I'm in public restrooms and I see people not wash their hands and walk out of the public restroom, and I'm like, no! That is a huge pet peeve. It like drives me crazy. Okay, I can, I can, I can dig it. I, I got to say, I'm not, I am not guilty of not washing my hands in a public restroom for sure. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. If you would have done that there. when we went to Origins, I would have been like Calder. Don't oh, you dare just, walk just out of this. Completely room. walk out and just like <laughs> now I'm gonna go touch plastic figures that we're gonna put in the middle and those people oh, are gonna touch them. Please no, don't do that, people. Please. <laughs> uh, my pet peeve is like this is this is just a really small one. But if you go to the gym, I don't like it when someone. Uh, so let's say there's just a row of treadmills, a huge row of treadmills, and they choose the one right next to yours that this is part of my like <laughs> list of, of things i hate so it's like really you're not like there's an entire row like i get it i look amazing but i'm also sweaty and i stink and i smell terrible and you're just you're just do you do you know why some people do that there's I, a legitimate reason why because oh. they are using you as a tool to keep up their pace they will look over and see how far you've run and how fast you're running so that they can basically beat you because a lot of people are so competitive that they need to, like, win at any cost. So wow. they, they park themselves as close to you as they can or, like, right behind you so they can see how fast you're running. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that Now that's just going to bother me so much more. Okay, awesome. Uh, another time is when they, like, when they talk to you. Like, I'm okay with people talking to me in the gym. They're like, yo, uh, can I get a spot or, like, something like that. But if I'm in the middle of doing a set and say, like, hey, how many sets you got left? Or, hey, how many reps you got left? I'm like, yo, just challenge yourself. Use this time while I'm using this weight to go get heavier weight and then do less reps. Like, <laughs> use this time to challenge yourself. Don't be like, I do curls with 30 pounds, so I have to get the 30 pounds. And he's doing the 30 pounds right now on tricep kickbacks and blah, 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 blah. I need to get my 30 pounds. I'm like, no, just try curling 35 and do less just for once in your life. So anyways, uh, stuff like that. That's what, those are my pet peeves. Um, so all at the gym, basically. All, all those the are gym. the only people that make you mad, or people those are the in the gym. Only people that make me mad. <laughs> I, I'm sitting there with a goal in mind, and people are making me never want to be here ever again, pretty much. So that's. Right so yeah. Um, number five. What are your hobbies that are not HeroClix or comic book related? This this one's a really tough one. Um, so my biggest thing that I really love to do is travel. I like going as many different places as I possibly can. So when I am not doing those things, like hero clicks and comic book stuff, um, I like to pretty much look up where I want to go next in the world and fantasize that and then come up with like ways to get there. Uh, that's just, it's always something I've loved doing is just traveling. All right. Awesome. I can totally dig that. Um, I guess mine would have to, I guess I also like to say the gym is a hobby pretty much. Like I'm not some hardcore CrossFit bodybuilder dude. I just kind of like going and working out. That'll be a hobby because like everything else I do, podcast, hero clicks, action figures, cosplay, that's all related to like 
being a nerd and being a nerd is like a huge like part of who I am. But so yeah, I guess I would say the gym for non-related just hobby. Uh, and to kind of go off that's what you why, said, that's why you're so sexy. That's exactly it. You hit the gym so much. Hit the gym five days a week, baby, and I work on the ranch. You know, it's just the sexiness meter increases. That's what it's all about. That's all it's about. Uh, <laughs> kind of going off what Chris said, uh, what countries have you visited or want to visit? Uh, okay. So do you Have you been outside of the United States? I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I have been to Morocco, France, Italy, Japan, Canada, the UK, Mexico, and of course Germany, not to mention China, Norway, and uh, yeah, and I did that all in one day. You were such a liar. So, <laughs> I'm, in, in a way, I'm not a liar. Those are all the countries at Disney World's Epcot. <laughs> no, I've never been outside the US. I would love to visit uh, Germany, Norway, and New Zealand, like Australia, stuff like that. I would love to visit countries. But right now, Epcot's the closest I've been. <laughs> right on. Hey, I think that most people should, should subject themselves to going to Disney World or Disneyland at least once. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, to, to it's have amazing. that experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, let me, I'll tell you it's a little bit different when you go to actual countries. <laughs> Um, as far as places that I have been, uh, the Netherlands, Belgium, England, Italy, Spain, Mexico, the Bahamas, uh, Vatican, Germany, France, China, Bulgaria, Egypt, Canada, and Greece are all places that I have been. Um, multiple of those were like study abroad trips, some of which were just trips that I decided I wanted to take on my own. And... Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you knew not too long ago. It was actually just back in June. I went, I think June, right? I went to yeah. uh, Greece and got engaged in Greece to Jaylene. And, uh, yeah, so we just I, – I lucked into finding a significant other that loves to travel as much as I do. So um, we are already making plans to travel again, and we think that probably next on the list – for some reason, is Iceland? Why? Because Very we've never we've been there. I I don't know, but I we'll find out. Um, I am looking forward to the day, and I've actually uh, spoken to our man from Finland, TMU, about this. I was like, man, if I'm ever over near Finland, we need to hang out. And he was uh, so gracious, and he's like, yeah, come on over. So yeah, I would love to go to Finland as well. Awesome. That wraps up Malcolm's question block we do have some other written in questions from some listeners some a bit uh less positive than others <laughs> we'll say uh, we'll start off uh, on a good note uh, eric caves said picture this your favorite obscure named keyword is suddenly the new competitive hotness what do you imagine it would look like chris do you have an answer okay so most obscure keyword i'm going to choose next wave i want them to remake Monica Rambeau as like this ridiculously good hypersonic piece that has like does penetrating damage while she hypersonics because she can turn her body into lasers. So she should be able to pierce through people with hypersonic speed for like some massive damage. And then I would also love to see the captain whose real name is not the captain in comic books, but they had to label him 
the captain on the hero click for reasons. Um, I would love to see him be a just a ridiculous beat stick with multiple stop clicks that you could basically transfer a bunch of damage to and stuff. I think that would be super funny if they ended up in – oh, and Aaron Stack. Uh, oh, yeah. Man. Uh, he's also next wave. So just – Make can you just make them into some meta so that I can see that, but only so like they work together so people are forced to play. If them. you're gonna use this, then you have to use all of them at the same time. <laughs> that would be huh. super funny to me. I would love to see that because Next Wave was by far one of my favorite uh, runs that I've ever read ever. So yeah, absolutely, I can dig it. And then like, so mine was sort of starting off in the same realm as yours. I'm like, ah, oh, I really like Next Wave. I really like Dirk Anger in it. But actually, hate was a popular keyword for a while. Not the keyword itself, but Devil Dinosaur was in the meta for a, quite a good chunk of the time. So hate has been meta before, which is awesome. But my keyword I would choose is Great Lakes Avengers, and I would really like to see uh, a Mr. Immortal that lives a bit more true to his name. You had to, his dial, his old Captain America dial was way too long for him to die and come back. It was six clicks, so you really couldn't get one shot. So he really wasn't dying that often. And he had a poor dial, so I'd love him to have like a crazy good leadership dial. I'd like him to be able to kill himself if he wants, like because he ha- he has a gun, so he's done this before, like a million times in comics. That sounds super negative, but like he can just do that to maybe activate a game effect to give all the Great Lakes Avengers a plus one to stats and battle theory or something. Like, no, they killed Mister Immortal. How dare they? And then make everybody else so much better. Uh, the Big Bertha we got was amazing. I would love to see a Big Bertha who can switch. Like, between uh, skinny and fat, I guess, is the best way to put it, from her model to her whatever version, and just get mm-hmm. crazy stats. You know, I'd love a, a big birth like that. And um, I want a Leather Boy Pog. That's good for no reason. Like, that's it. The song <laughs> popping out. That would be great. Okay. I, I really just want to see a crazy good Mr. Immortal bring some Don't Die tech back to Heroclix. Uh, next up. I love it. We have Lance Miller. And I like Lance Miller. He's a great guy. He's a good listener. Uh, but his... His statement, more of a question, uh, is, did you guys stop hating on DC? I mean, we got one set compared to your every set of, like, Marvel hero clicks. You know, I'm tired of the DC hate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, lucky you get a, you know, every set, and now just some of us, we like DC. So, uh, <laughs> so I would say that I will never gatekeep anyone from liking something like DC. If you like DC, you like DC. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. I'm not a huge DC fan, but for I, lots of reasons over the years, I feel like I have definitely read enough DC stuff over the years to actually formulate a real opinion instead of some people are just – they hate things even though they don't even know what it is. Um, there's some really good DC writing out there, that's for sure, uh, but a lot of the stuff that I've read is just garbage. and. I'm one of the very few Heroclix players out there that bases a lot of my opinion about the figures of the game off of the source material rather than the, the figures in the game. Right. Uh, so I, like, I can look at a, a dial and I can tell you if I think it's good or not, but I probably i am going to be a little bit biased just because I'm like, well, yeah, but this is he comes from a horrible storyline, so I don't even know why they made him that good or something like that. But, I mean, you remember when I was like that timestamp? It's stuff like that where you name ki- characters like <laughs> whatever that kind William of name was. Zard, baby. When William you when you Zard. have characters that are named that and Condiment King and stuff like that, it's like I can't take this seriously. Which is super funny because it's like DC 
hypocritically, they take themselves so seriously sometimes, and then at the same time, they're like, condiment king still exists. Crazy quilts, you know? Like, the... Yeah, <laughs> like, what? So, I don't know. Um, the only real problem, the only real problem I have with DC is that DC pushes the same, like, five characters over, seven characters probably, over and over and over again. They have a whole catalog of characters that they could be using, and they just don't. That's my real only gripe with DC, and I just think for ha to have a more diverse game, the game of Heroclix, they maybe should spread out instead of just making the same ten characters, seven characters over and over right. again. That's it. that's really all I have bad to say about it. They're a solid company for sure. DC is a solid, solid company. They have some fantastic characters out there that just deserve a lot more love than what they get. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So. For me, it's, I'm not seeing, like, the characters I really, really want from DC. Like, that's kind of my problem. I love Green Lanterns. I love all the Lantern cores. Warlight's an amazing set. But we haven't gotten anything like that since, you know, 2014 when Warlight came out. So, like, that's what I want. My favorite DC character is Guy Gardner. My second favorite is Lex Luthor. Like, those are the only characters I really, really care about in DC. Okay, that's a lie. Kite Man, hell yeah. But, you hell know, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. So, like, just like what you said is if I like a character and they come from a good storyline... I love the War of Jokes and Riddles. I love Kite Man. Is he an attacker? Absolutely not. Is he just some carry dude? He's going to probably die in one shot? Yes, but can I try to make him into an attacker for the sake of why the heck not? Yeah, that's what 10 Big Tonys are for, baby. So, you know, I, 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 love, I like DC, and they don't get as many sets, but like a set like Trinity War, I would have never bought a brick of because the chases are uninteresting, and I don't like just the Justice League that much. I'm going to buy the one Lex Luthor common, and that's it. The last four whatever DC sets, they've all been Batman-related. And I did get a break of the Batman the Animated Series. I love the Batman the Animated Series set. I think it is great. Uh, you know, maybe we show a little bit of Marvel bias, but I definitely by no means hate DC. Just want to make sure. I, I will say that some of my favorite storylines of all time have definitely been DC. Uh, I, I understand that this is an imprint, but... The Watchmen is by far one of the best storylines probably in the history of comic books. Absolutely. Um, I, also, I also very, very much love Kingdom Come. It is so solid. And it, like, there's uh, some people out there who are like, oh, yeah, everyone loves that. And then they're like basically hipsters and they're like, it's overdone and it's not as good as what people think it is. No, it actually is fantastic. It's so good. The art is amazing. Alex Ross is like a comic book artist god. Uh, so, I mean, I, I want to give credit where absolute credit is due. And as far as going back to the Heroclix side of it, I like when they try weird things. Like War of Light was them going out on a branch that they did not have to go out on, but they did. And it totally worked. It was such an amazing set. And I think most people look back and see that it was such a great set. And then they fall into this weird trap of doing Batman set after Batman set. Yep. And I'm like, why? Now, granted, I do love, I love this Batman animated set that just came out because, man, it hit me right in my, my nostalgic feels, you know? It's, like, right there. But, I mean, I can only take so much Batman before it's completely inundated. I just, I don't, I'm not into it. Um, I will say this. One of the coolest Fast Forces of all time, in my opinion, was the Crime Syndicate. <laughs> I loved that Fast Forces. Oh, yeah, for sure. I they don't know fun. why I loved it so much, but it was so cool. And then that storyline was actually Forever Evil, I think is what it was called. That was a good storyline. It was so that. good. So, 
DC just it deserves love in different directions instead of centralized on like just a couple of figures or a couple characters rather. So if there's anybody out there that actually has any ability to get a hold of whoever the DC representatives are that speak to WizKids and they kind of like manufacture the sets and say, you can put these characters in the set and not, just avoid those characters. Talk to that person <laughs> and just be like, dude, I'm telling you, just diversify a little bit more and you'll probably be golden with your fans. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. All right, that's all I got. That is it for listener mail and all that. So I'm I'm happy to announce this would be this is the end, guys. It's been a journey. It's been a trip. Um, <laughs> this is a much happier episode than than last week. Oh yeah, yeah. Much the discussion is lighter. We get to talk about hopes and dreams. Uh, hopes and dreams. Absolutely. Um, by the way, did you know that Hawk and Dove? Since this just reminded me of this, uh, Hawk and Dove is going to be in the Titans TV show. Yeah, I saw him in the the trailer. So. That'll be interesting. That's, That's I'm I'm all for it. I don't know how I missed that the like first three times I watched the trailer. Maybe I was just reading the comments. Uh, but uh, yes, I'm kind of excited for that. I think that's gonna be really cool. But all right, this has been Dial H for HeroClicks. You can follow us uh, on Facebook. Just search Dial H for HeroClicks on Twitter. We are at Dial H for HeroClicks. That is the number four. And you can send us an email at dialhforheroclicks at gmail.com. We'd like to get those. We love when you guys are part of the community. So send us stuff like that, and we can keep this alive and well and going. And we love you. Absolutely. And to read us out, as a reminder, Dial H for Heroclicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. You can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. Nice.